Hey everyone, and welcome back to the First Act Podcast. Today's episode features Rohan Raj. Rohan walks us through the best ways to stand out when applying to jobs. We go in step by step on how he successfully landed gigs at SoundCloud and Shopify. Rohan now works as a freelance consultant, helping companies, artists, and content creators really understand and leverage their brands using Shopify, Instagram, TikTok, and more. If you want to learn how to land your dream job, get paid to freelance, and have a flexible work-life balance, this is 100% the episode for you. I'll see you in there. And now, hosted by Harry G, this is your one-stop shop for hot talk straight from the top. Whether you're trying to build a job in pop, rock, or any other artsy schlock, here's your top dog with info that can't be bought, it's gotta be sought. So sit back, crack a six-pack, cause we're about to chit-chat and rip facts. It's the First Act Podcast. Your next step was where? Did you move to New York after that? Well, it was basically like that happened. Like I shut down the startup and then I think I went through an existential crisis, quite frankly. Um, and As we all do when we shut down a startup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think my parents are super worried. They were like, you, you're coming up on graduating. I took an extra year to work on this startup. Um, and, you know, obviously them seeing it didn't work out or whatever, they're probably worried. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, and they're like, just find a job. And, you know, I think I started to compromise a bit. I think even though I said I had that self-belief to like have that self-belief of I can work in the music industry, I think I was honestly at a certain point, I was like, okay, I got a bit desperate. I started to like apply for like, you know, sales jobs. And it was, it was like, okay, I'll compromise. Like I'll work in tech. That was my compromise. You know, I'll work in tech and like, that's good enough. But then I was like applying to educational platforms and tech under sales. And it's like, dude, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't care about sales. I didn't care about education tech. Like, I don't know what I was doing. I was just like looking for a job and I was taking that path. And then I think one day I stumbled upon this role at SoundCloud, which was basically a, a year long internship, which I'd never heard of also of like a post grad internship. That thing in can that's not a thing in Canada. No, not really. But it's pretty common in the States. And I remember actually I'd been referred to for the sales role by a couple of like ex-colleagues and like ex-like friends and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, if I get this like job at this educational tech company and I have to turn it down, it's gonna be a really bad look. Because I basically went through this whole process of getting these people to refer me and whatnot. And I remember basically I remember discovering this job at SoundCloud because I, I was just like thinking one day, I was like, man, why am I not applying to the companies whose like product I use on a daily basis? And I was like, I use SoundCloud every day. And I was like, I've never thought to think like they're actually a company. And I went on their like, their like careers role, like their careers website. And I saw this like thing, like strategic um, strategy and, and product partnerships basically. And I was like, holy shit, like I've never worked in this, but like this seems really cool. And I'm like, I just I was filled with a sense of euphoria because I was like I couldn't even fathom the idea of working at SoundCloud. That thought was like, oh my goodness, like how crazy would this be? I use this product every day. And then you see like strategy and like partnerships. You're like, oh, yeah. this is just like what I learned in my bachelor's. You're like, but it's in music and it's at a company that I know and I yeah. understand their product. It was so weird. It was like a weird moment of like, is this real? And I was like, okay, this is real. And it wasn't even New York that like lured me in. It was honestly, it was like SoundCloud and like the intersection of those two things. And I was like, holy shit. I, it was like one of those moments where it's like, I can't believe this job is real. And I said a prayer. I was like, I hope I get rejected from this other job because I would rather go through this interview process and get rejected than like get this job offer and like right. take it. 
that's like that's the point at which i was at and i was like i basically made it my life mission at that point monday comes around i get rejected from uh top top hat the educational platform and i was like yes i got rejected i was so happy i was <laughs> so happy that i didn't get the job dude like i like asked my mom i was like yes i didn't get it let me go all in on soundcloud and i just made it my life mission to get this job um and you know i i've read a bunch of folks I read a bunch of folks online, like, uh, and I think this will be important for the listeners. My my general job hunting philosophy now, you know, it, it at that point it shifted basically. It shifted into a mindset of rather than taking this spray and pray approach of like, you know, apply to like fifty jobs and just hope you get one of them based on the basis of like you're just applying to a bunch of them really hyper focus on like two or three jobs that you really want that you would do anything for and do whatever it takes to get that opportunity and that's that's the point at which i really started to embark on this mission i get soundcloud and i realized that i had a couple of hurdles right like you mentioned like i went to laurier and there was like this this job was like basically like there were mba interns like applying it to too so i know like my boss like the person who was like the head of this team went to like harvard like got an mba at harvard so i knew like the type of people i was up against were like intimidating intimate super intimidating <laughs> I'm, I'm and i'm like oh my goodness they probably they don't even know what wilfred laurier is like what is like, that a high I, school yeah exactly <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> okay. but um it's a common roast it's a common laurier roast but no honestly right it's like i i recognize that a lot of hurdles but i also recognize i could get over the i had that self-belief of like that's not all that defines me as a candidate and right. i can i can like showcase my worth and one thing that i um i, I read like uh the the readings of like um or rather the the works of like people like Ramit Sethi, um, who is um, an amazing like, like coach online. And he he has like a course called Find Your Dream Job, which I didn't take the course, but I read a bunch of his like free blogs and everything. And his general philosophy was like, uh, you know, the only reason that employers put things like two years experience must have an MBA must come from these schools, whatever, on like a job description is because that's a general indicator for specific like capability but if you can show them that capability none of those things matter all those things go out the window and so the general idea is when you apply to a job show don't tell like show don't tell so what i did was like i basically looked at the job and i was like i'm gonna like come up with a slide deck of like here's like an actual partnership that i would execute on in the first 90 days and here are the people i'd reach out to here's how to execute on it here's my thinking process and i built this whole slide deck out of like showcasing my entire thinking process basically showing them like this is like you basically pivot the center of the conversation to like this is who i am and this is how i'd actually approach the job rather than like here's my resume and let me let me depend on you your interpretation of my experience to guide my chances of getting this job and you know that's smart yeah and so that was number one is i made that slide deck but i knew i still had to get through like a channel of like other candidates so i also reached out to the person who previously had the role um like last summer i cold emailed them they responded shout out to tony like you changed my life thank you he took a chance because he was like the fact that you reached out like i'm gonna have a call with you he reached out to me he sorry he had a call with me and he was like i'm gonna refer you so that was like number two is he referred me to like the hiring manager then I sent that, I sent that slide deck in, but I'm, I'm someone who's like, you know, if I really want something, I'm going to like put the icing on top of the cake to get it. Right. So I also, along with uh, the slide deck, I also, I'm a rapper. So I actually created like a 90 second rap called the Fresh Prince of SoundCloud on why I should get the role. 
and I submitted it to to them via SoundCloud, like via SoundCloud private link. And I think it was all of those factors together. They were like, okay, yeah, we'll definitely at least get this guy like a first round interview. And that's all I needed. That that was every I, that was just me getting my foot in the door, right? Because I was worried I wouldn't get a first round interview. I was like, okay, after all of this, you guys at least have to get me like an initial chance. And had my first round interview and went through a couple rounds, you know, went through my third round, sent them a 30, 60, 90 day plan, which is another good thing you can do in a final round of interview. And I just basically did all I could to get that job. And I ended up getting it because I think they saw that they were like, you know, this guy like wants it more than someone from Harvard does. Like someone from Harvard who's like applying to Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, like a bunch of places like this guy really wants it. Right. And I think they respected that ambition and it ended up working in my favor. And you had a referral. It sounds like you did everything right, except for one thing. The one thing you did wrong was tell me that you have a 90 second rap about SoundCloud. Because now <laughs> you shot yourself in the foot because I'm going to ask you to do it. What? Dude, I can't <laughs> even remember the lyrics. My goodness. I can't even, I can't even, I can't even remember the lyrics. But I, what I will say is I can't do it for you because I did the same thing for Shopify. And if Ooh. my boss from Shopify ever hears this, he's going to kill me because I basically... <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, it's fine. I'm never going back to corporate life, so I can say it. I basically took the same rap and I changed a couple lines around when I applied to Shopify and it worked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the hiring manager doesn't even work at Shopify anymore. It's fine. They'll, they'll, they'll understand. <laughs> it worked, you know. <laughs> now, now you got to make sure that you know where that manager works now, because if you ever decide to apply there and you... I know, I know. I th well, the... Here's the good thing. He's an independent consultant now, so we're good. <laughs> oh, oh, this man. is fun. This is this is really fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So no, that jokes aside, that SoundCloud story is amazing because that's that's exactly what this kids of t of today need to hear. You know, mm -hmm. like the, the kids that are ten years younger than us need to be like, okay, I don't need to work at KPMG. I don't need to work right. at JP Morgan. I could. You could. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a phenomenal career choice if that's yeah. what you want to do. You can also then work there for two years and then move into something else. You know, you can decide to go into entertainment after that yep. if that's what you want to do. Um, but you don't. It's not a prerequisite, right? You don't need the yep. MBA. You don't need two years of banking experience. You don't need five years um, working under a CEO at a marketing firm, right? Like you can just apply with the grit that you have, you know, the background you have, and just be crafty. And, and your your career path doesn't have to be linear, right? I think we're taught that like career paths need to be linear, but they really don't. And like you can, you know, you can bob and weave your way to a different position in very different ways, right? Like some people will do it in a way like like Tony, the guy who um, I mentioned who referred me, um, he has a really cool career path where he, he worked at SoundCloud as an intern. Then he actually went to work at the Boston Consulting Group. And he told me on the phone at that point, I hope he doesn't mind me putting this on the public but I, you probably will never listen to this either but um he basically <laughs> told me on the phone when i like when when, so, uh, when so hold I, on you're not you're not sharing this with anybody in your network <laughs> yeah no no I, I will but it's not it's not like it's not like incriminating information it's just I, I found it very impressive he was basically like hey i'm at bcg right now because because i asked him about his career he was like i'm at bcg right now because i want to go back into music i'm going to spend two years like here and then i'm going to go back into music because it's going to give me the experience to laterally move and he did exactly that like two years to the date of that conversation he like started working at spotify and then like he was there and then he like 
quit Spotify and he like became like head of operations, like Frank Ocean's like label or something like that. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it can be non-linear. It doesn't have to be like this perfectly linear path of like, do this, then that, then like promotions or whatever. It's like, you can bob and weave your way creatively to your end point, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm sure this isn't even his end point. This is yeah, just, exactly. it's yeah, just yeah. the beginning, you know, he's, yeah. he's what, three years older than you are, right? Like, no, he's actually, he's like my age, so even what? more impressive. Wow, sure. good for he's him. our age, yeah. Kudos <laughs> to, uh, what was it, Tony? Tony, yeah. Nice, Tony. You got so many shout outs today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you were at SoundCloud for how long? It was, you said it was like a year? A year, yep. Cool. And then you went, uh, you went to Shopify after that. You came back back home. I came back. I think I took some time to just like really think through what I wanted to do next. I didn't want to just job, jump into the next job opportunity because after having that phenomenal experience, I think I realized I was like, I'm, I'm worth a lot. And like, you know, I think I can like, if I'm going to go to another job, I'm going to, it's once again, it's going to follow the guidelines of like, what is something that I like actually use every day? And I think I opened myself up to work outside of just entertainment at that point um, because I started to sort of satisfy that entertainment itch through my creative career, which I like started my band at that point during that little like that low gap period, uh, Karolanka. Yeah. And I was building Shopify websites as a side hustle. And I love helping entrepreneurs because that's like another piece of my identity and everything. And I was like, wow, okay, well, Shopify is doing incredibly well right now. And I have this experience at SoundCloud. I can, you know, there's an opening on their product partnerships team. I think I'd be a good fit. And, you know, did the exact same thing where I, I went all in. Like, I wasn't like interviewing. The rap. Yeah, the rap. I wasn't really interviewing elsewhere. Like, I was just like, you know, this is the job I want. And this is in Toronto. And like, this is what I'm going to go for. And ended up, you know, landing that experience. And, yeah, what an experience because Shopify is such a rocket ship. It's like a insanely, it's like, it's probably going to join the ranks of like Facebook, Amazon, Google, et cetera, very soon, Netflix, et cetera. Um, and joining, you know, in 2017 was, it's like, it's like hopping, hopping on board like a rocket ship. And that was like such a pivotal experience for sure. That's so cool. So what were you doing over at Shopify? Yeah, as a product partnerships manager, which essentially means like Shopify has commercial and technical partnerships and integrations with companies like Facebook, Google, um, you know, like Amazon, eBay, etc. I basically managed and scaled those partnerships. So, you know, anywhere from like creating new partnerships from scratch, being in the room negotiating with like executives and like other people, like just like figuring it out all the way to like actual product and project management, you know, figuring out how to actually launch a partnership from a marketing standpoint to like a technical, like, you know, managing developer resources, all that kind of stuff, basically managing partnerships. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a cool role because it, it really helped me touch like a lot of different pieces of like business. Like it wasn't just like, you know, negotiating partnerships. It was also like internally you have to leverage like marketing resources and like, um, you know, like work with developers to have them get you your time. And like it, it, it taught me a lot around like generally negotiation and like persuasion, both internally and externally in terms of getting people on your side and fighting for, you know, the resources to like make your project a priority. Right. I feel like that that's uh, that's something that a lot of companies struggle with is fighting to get the resources devoted to your project. Mm -hmm. Like I've worked oh, yeah. in the corporate world too. And it's weird to think that like Shopify is kind of corporate now, right? Like there's such a Oh, it's company. so corporate, dude. There's there's no way. Like there's no way you can 
you can't you can't pass by the whole pseudo startup thing anymore. It's, yeah. it's super corporate. It's like a two hundred and fifty billion dollar company or something. It's super corporate. <laughs> yeah. Well it's gotta be. You know, at a certain point you need organization. You need you, yeah. you know, 100%. startups can only have so much. Yep. And, and it was a pivotal, by the way, like that was awesome, like having that corporate experience, honestly. It was um I got to like I don't know, I got it, it was a very different experience and it was like I got to like play with the resources that I wouldn't have been able to elsewhere, you know, which was very important for me. Yeah. Okay. So you were at Shopify and then you decided to leave and become an independent consultant and help other people out. Same yeah. sort of mantra, right? You, you wanted to help founders and startup entrepreneurs build their websites, help grow their business. But now, you know, I guess you're doing it twofold, right? You're doing it um, as an independent consultant for more e-com. But then you're right. also helping artists and people in entertainment leverage platforms to to see them grow. So what's yeah. um what are what, what's a story that you're particularly proud of now that you've gone completely independent? Um, within the sort of consulting realm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you you don't have to share any names, you know, because you know maybe maybe you don't want to do that. But um, you you could talk about the growth and you know how how you've helped them grow. Of course, yeah. I, I think it was. Um, at the beginning of 2020, um, you know, I, I was doing like a lot of e-commerce consulting, but I hadn't really explored the creator consulting side of things yet. And I think, um, it's, I, I, I wasn't very good at social media, but at least that's what I thought, uh, because on Instagram, uh, a lot of artists and creators struggle because the way in which Instagram is structured is in a way where if you don't already have an audience, it's very hard to like build an audience from scratch because right. Instagram isn't really about discoverability. It's about engaging with people who already follow you. And so, um, you know, I was under the belief that like as artists, we just weren't good at social media. And but then, you know, along comes this thing called TikTok. And I was like, you know, no one's on this thing right now. Like, let's join. And it was like January 2020 or like even December 2019, like super early relative to now. And, you know, I think I started to I started to realize like, holy shit, no, actually, I am good at social media. I just I wasn't on the right social media, <laughs> you know, um, like you need thousands of dollars to like run influencer marketing on Instagram. But here it's like, it's so just about the content and started to like amass an audience there. And, you know, it took us like, I think like, man, it took us like two years to get to like 1300 Instagram followers. And it took us like two months to get to like 10,000 followers on TikTok and not the followers as the be all end all metric by any means, but even like our community driving like attention to our discord and like Spotify and all that stuff. And I started was, to realize this for you as a creator. This is or, it for me as a creator, but this is the foundation of like what led to my sort of independent consulting right. journey was I realized I was like, wow, okay, I, I, I can do this. And I want to help other artists too, because the amount of artists I know that are so insanely talented that have just convinced themselves that they will never find an audience is insane. And so I'm a part of like a Facebook group called Artist Managers Connect. And I was basic, which I think we found each other through there. Um, yeah. And I, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, let me try this out where you know i think i know what works on TikTok, but i need to like put other artists through the system to see if it's something that just worked for me or if it'll work for them too like build and a I case study right build a case study and I, I ran this thing where i was like okay let me like get 10 artists slash managers and like put them through it and you know I, I built this course out initially offered it for free on the basis of like managers were providing me feedback or whatever and you know had like two or three people scale to like 200k plus followers and people who are just like you changed our lives we're making a living from our art right now 
And, you know, seeing that sort of impact, I was like, whoa, this actually works. And this can tangibly impact people's lives. And I can I can probably like charge for it. And like, you know, yeah. well, I can definitely charge for it. And like Absolutely. If you're changing people's lives, people would pay yeah. for that. Because you know, yeah, I think you said before, you'd spend thousands of dollars on an influencer marketing campaign on Instagram, which you, you hit the nail on the head. Instagram is not a discovery platform. Yeah. It's an engagement platform. Whereas yeah. TikTok is purely discovery. Purely discovery. And I think like having that I, I think there was this one particular moment where um, it was super cool where basically um, I had this one very profound moment where I had a flashback moment towards when I was in the incubator at Laurier, when I was initially starting my business, one thing my mentor would always tell me is like, if you can get a potential customer, even at a beta stage where you haven't fully built out your product to literally say something along the lines of like, this changed my life, you like you've struck a gold mine just find more people like that. But I'd never experienced that with my startup. I'd never experienced, even with our customers, I never had someone go like, this has changed my life, whatever. Like one of my clients texted me and said like, hey, I want to refer you to this new guy who's like just getting on TikTok. I told him how you like completely changed our lives and he's super interested. And it was just reading that text message. I was like, whoa, it happened. Like someone actually said like, like whatever I offered, like changed their lives. And like, I was like, that's insane. Um, and, and I think you didn't learn anything from from your startup. What was it called? In, Intuit? Intuit Mix? Intuit Mix? Yeah. Intuit Mix? Yeah. Okay. I remember it's something like that. Okay. So if, if you didn't learn anything from that, at least you learned this one lesson from the mentor that you had in the incubator. 100%. 100%. It was just the so nothing's idea a failure. Yeah, nothing's nothing's truly a failure, right? It's just like, how do you contextualize it into the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. So you had this moment, right? You had this moment, this guy sends you a text. Yeah, I had this moment and I was just reading at it and I was like, wow, I can really like people need this. <laughs> like, like people need this, right? Um and I can really scale it out and I think that was a moment that I was like, this is really cool. Like I think I've, you know, cuz I want that to be part of my legacy. Obviously, I want to be an artist and I want to tour and I want to like exercise my creative muscle, but if I can also like help other artists like, you know, discover their own audience and discover their own potential um through like systems and tactics and whatnot i want that to be part of my legacy because the people i look at are like people like jay-z nipsey hustle people who have left a blueprint out for other artists to also take that path and i want that to be a part of my legacy as well and so even now i'm working on a course with my like musical partner as part of carolanco where it's like we've independently sold out like three shows in toronto 200 cap and like a third one of 250 cap with with like no openers and i i think with that system it's like any artist can do that you just have to put the elbow grease in and we're going to create a course around that too to like put a couple people through that case study to see if like you know if we can apply that system to others like boom right we can and i think that's where i'm sort of at with my general thinking around the independent consulting stuff is like how can i take what's really worked for me and like apply it to other artists as well to like get them this feeling of you know gratification and like like finally valuing themselves and that's that's um that's the entrepreneur in you coming back again, you know, because if you're able to scale this and actually build it into a course, which is really a great way of scaling it. And it's funny because you really weren't into ed tech before. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I was, it was in the back of my mind that I was like, I want to bring this up after. But yeah, you, like you are into ed tech. You just weren't into Red Hat, right? Red Hat? Uh, top hat. Yeah, top yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah. Red Hat's a different company, I think. Red Hat, I think Red Flag. Or no, Red Hat. Oh yeah, Red Hat is a it's like a I think deals Red Hat company. is a whatever. Good deals or something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you weren't into Top Hat, but now 
but now now it's like you're you're taking your consulting that instead of spending the time one on one with each person, which which yeah. is great, and you could still do that, right? Because if you have to strategize with people, or you you need to help them sort of find the footing to kind of yeah. make make the baby steps to get to where they are or where they need to be. But now you have an actual package that then they could say, okay, it's actionable. Now you, exactly. you hand it over to them, say X amount of dollars, whatever. Like, what are you charging now for it, or what do you plan on charging? Um, yeah, so it's basically like it's four ninety seven for just the course. It's a thousand dollars for um, going through like a three month like coaching program with me, and then it's twenty five hundred dollars for like a twelve month like once like if you want like a long term like a year long coaching program, one call a month plus the course details twenty five hundred. You, yeah. you know, I think that that's completely fair because you know a lot of artists might look at that and be like, well, that's so much money for a course. But to be completely honest, like if this is a proven course that works. And you know you're you're willing to spend a thousand dollars on Facebook ads and not sure who you're gonna <laughs> exactly. who you're gonna hit. You know you're shooting darts with your, with a blindfold on. Um, you know you could spend money in way stupider ways. I think that this could be a really yeah. good opportunity for for any. I artist. mean, would you would you spend five hundred dollars to like gain like fifty thousand followers or whatever it is? Again, that's not the be all end all metric, but like, right. Yeah, but but then do you, do you also teach people how to engage with their audiences and how to? Yeah, it's 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 really it's really about like it's three pronged, right? It's like it's like understanding the foundations. I, I always tell my clients it's not about building an audience on TikTok; it's building an audience from TikTok yeah. and like driving that value elsewhere, right? And so we've had we've had artists like you know monetize like gain like you know. 10,000 plus in revenue through things like driving traffic from TikTok to like Twitch streams or like dr like to virtual shows and like merch and stuff like that. And so it's about building a community that will last far beyond any single platform, right? Whether yeah. it's like driving them to your email list, SMS or your Discord or whatever it is. Like that's definitely something we significantly emphasize in the course is like owning your own audience. And it's this isn't, even though this is a social media course, it's leveraging social media to build your audience, that, an audience that you own, not necessarily just getting that follower number up. It's very interesting. Um, I, I really like, I like the idea. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, so Rohan, before we wrap it up, I, is there any advice that you have for these students out there? Keep in mind that they're either aspiring, um, artists or they could be aspiring, um, entertainment industry professionals or people that are looking yeah. to pivot their careers. Um, I mean, it's like, have the self-belief to know that whatever path that's ideal for you out there exists and it's just waiting to be discovered right and open yourself up to that opportunity where you know when i had that moment where i saw that soundcloud job listing and i was like wow this is actually possible open yourself up to that moment right don't close yourself off to that moment being a possibility because it's a very powerful realization and experience and focus right i think focus uh, like depth is more important than breadth especially when you're just starting out if you can put all your energy into pursuing an opportunity that means everything to you do that instead of sinking like 1% of your energy into like 1000 opportunities, really focus in and like grow that depth instead of breath. And you would, you'll be very surprised what the results are. The result might not be an immediate return on investment. It might not even be like, I applied to this job and got this job. It might manifest itself in very different ways, but open yourself up to that possibility. And you know, it's, it's like a magical experience. So, you know, go for it. <laughs> well, Rohan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for your time. And we will definitely be promoting your chorus on our page once it drops. That's amazing. I appreciate that. And thanks a lot for inviting me on, Harrison.
Hey everyone, just wanted to check back in and shout all of you out who are taking the time to check out the podcast, especially those of you who have been sharing it with your friends and writing me such nice messages on Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you or someone you know has an awesome story that you think should be shared with the world, feel free to write me directly on any of our socials at The First Act Podcast. Until then, stay safe.